So anyway, without any further ado, I want to start uh, introducing some of the staff. So uh, Alicia, if you would just come on over. My name is Alicia Belgiovanni, and I am the choir director and the accompanist, and I have been, I guess, working at the church since 1986, and I'm in charge of two ministries, the keyboard and accompanist and the choir, and choir just started up last Thursday, and if you're, in, <laughs> and if you're interested in choir, we rehearse from 5.30 to 6.30 every Thursday night, and you can join our ministry if you have the gift of music and love to sing. Uh, reading music is not necessary, but it is, also, it is a plus if, if that's something that you can do. Also, there are other ways, I think, in the summer that if you have the gift of music and you would like to do special music, that is another option, another way to share in the music ministry. And we are looking forward to um, the start of our year, and we go until May and end usually with the Battle Hymn of the Republic at, in the middle of May, and uh, then take a break for the summer. So choir is um, back and running, and we'd love to see people if you're interested. Thank you. All right. Jason. Jason Lane is our worship director, IT director. Many of you, most of you know Jason. Perhaps you don't always know what he does. And so I'm going to have Jason share with you about what he does and also how you can support his ministry. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Jason Lane. I am in charge of sound booth. Well, worship. Anything to do with worship. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. And I've been learning on the fly for... I guess I've been doing the worship part for four and a half years. I've been working here for six. And um, it's a true honor to develop and put together services that we can all worship with. And um, so our, our main needs, our, our worship team's main needs, the, the worship service itself, is just, just prayer that we are prepared for each Sunday to give you guys the experience you need to worship with our God. And... Um, Sometimes we have hiccups. Sometimes we have things that don't go well. And sometimes we have services that are just absolutely awesome. So, but the amazing thing is, God always shows up. And um, I just want to honor him in everything we do. And then through that, anything's possible. So that's my main need, I think. And um, is there anything else I should Well, have? I just wanted to share for moms and fathers, dads and moms, of little kids down in the nursery now. Jason just set it up to where uh, there is both audio and visual down in the nursery. So if you need to be down there with your little ones, uh, you can still watch the service. And Jason did all of that. So thank you, Jason, for setting that up so that no one has to miss out on anything. Okay. Next is uh, my associate pastor, Chris Osnes. Um, Chris has been an amazing support to me as I've taken over the ministry here. And there's a lot of stuff that Chris does that uh, people don't really uh, know about. So he's going to tell you all about how to ride a bike. Well, before I talk about myself a little bit, uh, there's two people here that uh, didn't really want to be recognized or talked about, but uh, they make the, a lot of the week happen in all of these Sundays. And that is Pat Croker and Mary Beth Odom. They've done an amazing job every day. Yeah. 
I'm honored that I get to work with those ladies. Um, so, but for some of you, uh, you obviously, I'm Chris Hosens. I'm the associate pastor here. I've uh, I just graduated in June with a degree of ministry from the Christian Leaders Institute. Which I'm finding every time you get a degree, it just means you have another one following it. So, um, you know, it's uh, lots of uh, cons- uh, um, pursuit of counseling is my next angle. So, um, but I uh, started here as administrative coordinator. That was my primary job as a halftime job uh, back in 2011 um, and helped Steve with the administration of the church and just kind of developed into this associate position. And then when uh, Steve resigned back in June of last year, I was uh, promoted, I guess, to full-time and uh, have gone in that route. And now, with Greg coming on board, have kind of stepped back just a little bit to three-quarter time, which is actually really nice. Um, So one of the questions I always get when I'm out and about, people ask me, so what's it like to work with Greg? (laughs) What is it like, Chris? (laughs) didn't know this was going to become a little show up here. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't know either. So what the analogy that came to me the other day as I was mowing, because it's one of the great prayer closets I have is mowing, just back and forth. You don't really have to think about much. Was uh, God put on my heart that it's like a tandem bike. And it really is. It's really like a tandem bike. Uh, Greg is in the position of captain. The captain is a person on the front of the bike who steers. Well, we all know that God actually steers the church, and directs where we go, and we use the Holy Spirit, and we need someone who will take that and get us moving and going in the right direction. So Greg is our captain. And on a bike, there's also another position. That's the guy in the back, and that's the stoker. That's me. That's the guy who provides a lot of power. And so I push, and I push, and I don't necessarily see where I'm going to go, but I, I follow, and I, I do that. So I'm just going to give you a little analogy here on what a tandem bike ride is like, and you'll see how it relates to ministry. So the captain, he should be an experienced cyclist or an experienced church leader, senior pastor in uh, Fruta, started a church, been uh, in Grand Junction as an associate pastor. He should also be, have good Bible or bike handling skills, which is Bible teaching in this analogy. And he should uh, good, have good judgment, which I think is discerning of the Spirit, discerning of where the Holy Spirit wants us to go. So I think Greg has all of those capabilities and possesses them well. The captain's major role, which again lines with shepherding the church, is to control the bike, including balancing it whenever stopped or in motion, and as well as steering, shifting, and braking. And then there's my role, the stoker. A tandem isn't a tandem without the rear rider, commonly known as a stoker. The rear rider is not a passenger, but is an equal participant. The stoker's main responsibility, the stoker serves mainly as a motor. Since the stoker is not called upon to control the bike, this rider is called upon to generate power. Depending on the strength and endurance of the stoker, this may take the form of a steady output or may be held in reserve. The stoker supports the captain through physical, spiritual, and emotional support records experiences, supplies encouragement, and helps navigate how the Holy Spirit is leading the church. And then there's the team aspect. The team becomes more than the sum of its parts. 
an experienced tandem team develops a very special level of nonverbal communication via subtle weight shifts, variations in pedal force, and general empathy. After a few hundred miles together, you will find yourselves coasting at the same time, shifting without the need for discussion, and maneuvering smoothly, even at slow speeds. We're in our first 100 miles, and we've noticed that we started to, we're almost like starting to finish each other's sentences. It's kind of scary. We're out for a hike, mm-hmm. and we can do that and uh, different things. So lots of great experiences. So I hope you understand how that bike riding is a good analogy for this. But I also think that that applies to all of us. Because all of us are either called to be the captain of a ministry or the stoker of a ministry. We either support the ministries that are here, you start a ministry, which we're going to hear about with all the abundant life groups. Those are all ministries. Alicia couldn't have a choir if she didn't have any stokers. You know, there's great analogies. So we're all called in God's kingdom to either be the captain or the stoker. So now I'm just going to say, please figure out by prayer what your role is. And it may be different, ta- different positions in different seasons. And so now, finally, to what my responsibilities are around here. Um, as the associate pastor, my role is to support all staff, leaders, and ministries. My administrative responsibilities include making sure our facilities are clean, safe, and up to code. And speaking of clean, the Marquez family are the ones that keep this place clean for us and keep Webster Hall clean for us. Round of applause, please. Thank you, guys. And a renewed focus on creating ministry opportunities. That's what I'm talking about right now. You guys can serve in many different roles. Sometimes it might be when the middle school has a lock-in. Val shouldn't have to cook breakfast. Maybe we can cook breakfast, or we clean the kitchen, or we allow her to be with her students instead of having to always do every step of the process. There's lots of great ways that we can support the ministries that are already going. Um, And we're also going to start helping hands, where we might be able to go out and help people get firewood if they don't have the ability to get firewood, or clean things, or repair things. There's plenty of places here that need repair that we don't uh, currently have the skills for. But I know there are people here that would like to serve in that capacity because they have that skill. Come find me. I'd love to put you into service. Also, some of the responsibilities are day-to-day financial operations with Pat Croker's assistance. I do a lot of marriage, pre-marriage, financial, and relationship counseling to individuals, couples, and entire families. I've been performing weddings, funerals, and baptisms when called upon. Coordinating some of our public uh, documents is my responsibility also, such as our directory with the help of Kirsten Dickey and the Connections newsletter also with her help and a lot of others that do a lot of proofreading. And this fall, I will be teaching two different equipping courses. One is is a follow-up to the church's study we did a year ago called The Story. It's called Believe. It's the apologetics. It's what I believe why I believe, and who am I becoming is the study. And then also the other is going to be a theology class on Monday nights. Um, So both of these will start next month. Thank you. Okay. And uh, last but but not least, uh, Chris alluded to them, Pat Croker and Mary Beth Odom, if you guys could come up. These are our office staff. 
Well, Chris did say that um, we weren't too sure that we wanted to come forward. <laughs> so I told Pat <laughs> that I would stand by her, and I got her to come up here because she said, or I told her she could say <laughs> that she needs prayer because she has to work with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we made a deal, and here we are. Um, I, I think it is a privilege to work with her. I think it is um, an extreme privilege to be part of a team with Pastor Greg and Pastor Chris. And, um, you know, we do, we do the things that keep the church going, and, and some things are financial, and some things are the bulletin, and sometimes it's changing the toilet paper in the ladies' room. Um, but the biggest thing is I get to see God's love at work, I get to see the, what you guys come together and give us. We see it happening. We are able to open our hearts and, and, um, and our purses, the purses of the church, to help people. And I see the passion and the dedication of the staff. I see the leadership and the dedication of our board. And um, I don't know. All in all, it's just a, it's, it's an absolute privilege to um, be a part of what goes on here. So I thank you for um, allowing, allowing me, allowing us to do that. And now Pat's going to ask for prayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can always use prayer for discernment in the benevolence area of our work. Um, People come in all the time needing help in different areas of their lives, and sometimes it's hard to know how to help them. So if you just keep us in your prayers for that, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Two staff recently uh, resigned, uh, Tammy Dice, so Tammy, if you'd come up, and Ginny Lane from the live college ministry uh, are moving into new arenas in their lives. And I just want you to know that these two women have done an amazing, amazing amount of ministry with young people, middle schoolers and young adults. I can't tell you how many hours have gone into the ministry. And uh, it, it just really goes without saying that uh, we are thankful for what you guys have done and for the blessing that you've been to so many. And God bless you in your next chapters. Thank you. So, yeah. right. You. Okay. So now, Abundant Life Groups. One of the focuses that we're going to have as we move into the fall, and really it should always be a focus for the Christian church. From the very beginning, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said, Go ye therefore into all the world and make disciples of all men, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. And that's what we're all about. That's a huge part of the church's ministry and responsibility. And uh, as we initiate that, Spencer uh, Nichol is going to be teaching uh, an adult Sunday school class on personal evangelism beginning today uh, from 11 to 12 after service. That'll go for a few weeks. But we're going to continue that emphasis on evangelism and outreach because there are people in our community uh, who need 
the Lord, who need to hear the gospel, who need to have their lives transformed. So that's going to be a big part of what we do. But you know, as we, by God's grace, have people come into the church, become born again, and enter into the family of God, one of the experiences that I have observed through the years is that sometimes people come through the front door and then they leave out the back door because there's no connection for them in the church. There's no place for them to fit in, to find ministry, to make connections with other people. And that is one of the reasons why the Abundant Life Group ministry is so incredibly important. It's just like Acts chapter 2 where people come together in smaller groups, sometimes in homes, sometimes here at the church, to study the Word of God, to make connections with other people on a more personal basis. You know, Sunday mornings we have the passing of the peace, and that is wonderful, as I said, but it's difficult to connect with people. There's a young lady here who I am going to eat uh, dinner with in a couple of weeks, Mickey Sampson, over here. Um, I didn't even know who Mickey was, and she and I have talked on the phone, I don't know, four or five times, something like that, and yet on Sunday mornings we never cross paths. So it's so important for us to have those small group ministries, and as people come into the church, as they come out of the world, to give them a place to connect, and to grow, and to learn, and to belong. And so Abundant Life Groups are very, very important. So we have about 10 of them listed here. And just for the sake of time, I was going to go through these one by one, but I'm going to call you all up. We're going to stand up here together. So I'm going to start. Annette Nickel, if you would come on up. Um, Kelly Osnes. John Cattles. Patrick Burke. Kathy Pryor. Is Jeff Wilkinson here? Okay, I didn't see it. Barry Johnston. Okay. And I think the rest of these are all gone um, today. So I'll talk about their life groups in a moment. But I'm just going to go down the line here, beginning with Annette, and have each of these people tell you about their Abundant Life group, when they're starting, where they're meeting, what they're studying, and how you can connect with that. Hi, I'm an... Annette Nickel, and um, I have a women's group. We meet um, Monday evenings. At, it says 6 on the flyer, but we're going to start at 5.30. We share a snack, and then we um, study. We've been meeting for a few years now, but um, our newest study is called The Emotionally Healthy Woman by Jerry Scazzaro. And um, it's just for people or women that want to grow deeper in their walk with Christ. And uh, it's the subtitles, Eight Things You Need to Quit in Order to um, Change Your Life. And Annette, where is that going to be meeting? It's at? going to be downstairs um, in the prayer and counseling room on um, Monday evenings. Um, we are going to, we haven't started our group yet, but uh, Rachel and I are planning to do a group at our house on Sunday afternoons, um, twice a month. And we're going to do, uh, um, we're kind of hoping for families, but we're just going to have an informal group where we have um, lunch together. And then we'll do a study and include the kids. And uh, we're going to kick this off next Sunday at 12 o'clock at our house. So um, if you're interested, please come. Well, my memory is not what it used to be, so 
I wrote down a few thoughts. My group is closed because it's a small group, and I have 15 people, and if it's over 15, that gets kind of big. So um, it's currently closed. But I wanted to tell you that um, I started my small group in 2005, and I didn't think I could do it. But God kept pressing on my heart to do this. So I found a journal from 2005 where I'd written down some thoughts, and God was pressing into me that I needed to get together with a group of women and not just come into church, sit down in the pew, listen to what everybody, you know, the pastor said, say hi, nod. I needed to get to know people deeper and better, uh, share life together. So it's been amazing for me. Um, I have one lady that's been with me all 10 years, and there have been, there's quite a few in the group that have been with me for over five years. Um, and it just blows me away that they would continue two nights a month is what we do, um, just to come and pray and share life and share joys and concerns. I'm so grateful that God has given me a heart for women And uh, I want women to know their worth and to take time for themselves and for God. I I realize that women have so many roles, we don't always have time for ourselves and get to know ourselves. So um, I was super intimidated at first. Um, And again, I want to encourage you, even if you feel like you you can't do it or you don't know enough, you can. Um, I I certainly didn't know enough, but with God's help, um, just sticking in the Word. That's how I did it. Um, I love this quote, courage is fear that has said its prayers, and that's how I got the courage. Um, The blessings I've received have been astronomical from these women, and um, so even though my group is closed, join one of these groups or start your own and let the church know. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kathy Pryor, and um, we have a women's group that meets on it used to be Wednesday. We changed to Tuesdays, and we meet at our home. Um, Al and I moved here two and a half years ago, and obviously, <laughs> we we live on the golf course. So, if you need to know how to find us, it's it, we're on the golf course. Um, we would love for you to join us. There um, were eleven of us. We just finished a Bethmore study, a fall a summer group. We did breaking free and. There were 11 of us. It was a wonderful study. Um, We grew as a group. We grew in fellowship together, and no one wanted to quit, so we decided that we would continue. Um, Melody Finney and Stacey Hammontree wanted to do the study, and they graciously um, let a group meet. They led a group on Thursday night, um, and they kind of followed along with us, so that's an option available to us also if you work and you want to do the new Beth Moore study that we're beginning next Tuesday morning at 9.30 at our home. We're going to do When Godly People Do Ungodly Things. And, and so we, we would love to have you join us. Um, it's just it's a wonderful ministry to um, have women grow together in their faith and also in ministry to the community um, we, we just love each other, and we want to love on you as well. So come join us if you have any questions. I'll be happy to talk to you after the service. Thank you. Hi, I'm Patrick. Um, I have a group on uh, Wednesday nights at 730. Um, we go through a series done by uh, uh, Ray Vanderland. He takes people to um, areas and actually shows us 
um, like where Israel went through the desert and what a uh, green pasture actually looks like. Um, I'd love to have people there. It's open to everybody uh, starting next, uh, next Wednesday. Uh, not this week, but next week. Um, and uh, we'll be meeting in uh, the sanctuary itself. So, Hello, my name is Barry Johnston, and I lead the men's Bible study. It's at 7 o'clock in the morning on Thursday mornings down in the basement of the church in the kitchen. Uh, how long has the group been going on? I don't know, maybe 35 years? Longer than I've been with it, uh, five, five years maybe for me. We go through Bible books, and so we just study Bible books. Uh, we're out in the middle of Isaiah right now. It's a great study. There are many areas that uh, we find that we can get to, and I just want to mention there's a significant prayer time we have at the end also, and this prayer time is really important and has become very powerful, praise the Lord. Uh, we've seen people come to Christ. We've seen people healed, and of course, we grow a lot in the knowledge of the Lord. Um, just give me a moment. Isaiah 55, 1. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, says the Lord, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, hear that your soul may live. We find an awful lot of things in the study of the Bible. Please come and join us Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Thank you. And in addition to the folks that just shared with you, there are some other groups that will be uh, beginning soon. Linda Reese leads a group on Wednesday at noon here at the church. Uh, that is for women, and they are also down in the church kitchen. They're going to be studying the book of Jeremiah. So Wednesdays at noon here at the church uh, with Linda Reese and a, a bunch of ladies. Uh, Connie Cheshire is leading a group also here at the church on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock. And that is going to be studying, that group is going to be studying the book, The Circle Maker, which is a book about prayer and praying for big things and expecting God to answer. That group is for women as well. Jeff Wilkinson is going to have a group that will begin this week on September 15th, Tuesday night at the Wilkinson home. And this is going to be a sermon-based group. And what the sermon-based groups are going to do is they will follow up the Sunday message that I give and will do a more in-depth look at the passage that I taught on Sunday morning. So it's going to be based on the sermon, but more in-depth and discussion-oriented. Uh, Sandy Dallas, and actually there's a group, Sandy I have as the name here, but I know the Longs are in there, I know Ruth goes to that group, um, uh, but they have told me that they are open to some more people joining. They've lost some people to move, and they're going to begin uh, their group on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. It's going to be in a variety of homes. I think typically is what you guys have done, isn't it? Move from home to home. 
Uh, so if you want to connect with that group, it's open to all. I think there's a couple of openings. I think that you guys have, what, four or five families coming, group, couples? Okay. So as uh, Kelly mentioned, there may be some of you who have been praying about thinking about starting up a abundant life group or hosting an abundant life group. And that is absolutely wonderful. This is the group that I have right now. There may be some abundant life groups that I'm not even aware of that are going on in the church right now. But if you have a desire to start one up or to host one, please see me. The more abundant life groups we have, the better. The more connections we make, the more powerfully the Holy Spirit of God works in our lives. So, as the people come in, and I believe, just as Dan was sharing, I believe God is going to do a, a mighty move in this community. We've had some hard times over the past few months. Some difficult things happen. Um, but I think God is, is stirring. And I think that there is going to be, uh, I don't know if there will be 25,000 believers here at the end of my tenure as pastor, but... I think that there's going to be growth because the Spirit of God is working in your hearts and your lives to serve, to share, and to make an impact on our community. So as those folks come in the door, we're going to have a place for them to connect and to become a part of the body of Christ in a meaningful and spiritual way. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do lift up your name. We are thankful that we have opportunity to take part in the kingdom of God. And I pray for the movement of your Holy Spirit here in this community of Gunnison. Lord, I'm aware that there are people around this world who need you, but I pray right now for this community and for the lost souls who do not know you here in Gunnison and in Gunnison County. I pray that you anoint this congregation with the power of your Holy Spirit to fulfill their ministry, to take a hold of eternal life and to share that life wherever they go with their friends, their family, their co-workers, people they meet on the streets. And I pray also, Lord, that you would work in us and through us, Lord, to love as you loved. We can do all of this stuff perfectly, but if we don't do it with love, it means nothing. So empower us, Lord, to be a part of what you want to do in Gunnison, Gunnison County. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand now and we will sing the hymn, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. <laughs>